office box a box of chocolates would I know to stay away what's it hand off his box a box of chocolates would I eat them anyway cause every time I have half a mind to leave you babe that means I have half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike, and Happy New Year. It's my first show of the new year, so hi there. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food every Thursday evening at 6.30 on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, also simultaneously on WCBN.org. And we're not in New Orleans, but King Cake is on my mind because that's what's happening right now. Carnival season has begun down in New Orleans with King Cake and King Cake Babies and all of those things. And I'm going to start the show with, well, I would have played uh, Laura Lee, this great R&B singer from the 70s, doing Crumbs Off the Table, because if you eat cake, maybe there are crumbs off the cable. table. Table. However, she does a song called Wedlock is a Padlock, and any excuse you can come up with to play a song called that is pretty worthwhile to me. She does say cake once in the third verse, and that will be important on today's show. So I'm just going to go ahead and do that. Here's uh, Laura Lee and Wedlock is a Padlock. Here comes the bride.
Yeah, tell it. Wedlock is a padlock. This sentiment not endorsed by the regents of the University of Michigan. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. That was Laura Lee. Wedlock is a padlock. Her biggest pop hit was called Women's Love Rights. If you haven't heard Laura Lee, you got to check her out, definitely. And I think you know that now, don't you? So... This here's a show about food every Thursday evening at 6.30, and something very foodie, not foodie, but just food-related happened in New Orleans recently. It's the beginning of carnival season. You may think, why would people celebrate in this cold? Well, it's because it's south, where I hope it's warmer down there. But this from a website yesterday, 12.45 p.m. Wednesday. Uber drivers will be delivering no more king cakes in Lafayette or Baton Rouge today. The company sold out of the king cakes more than an hour before the scheduled quitting time. The news comes from a tweet posted at 12.43 p.m. by Uber, Louisiana's ver- verified verified Twitter account. That's a wrap, BR in Lafayette. We are completely out of king cakes. Demand was off the charts. Uber king cake, the tweet, which was posted with a photo of a plastic baby surrounded by crumbs. I could have played that song, Crumbs Off the Table, couldn't I have? So what is king cake? Well, a king cake, says Wikipedia, is a type of cake associated in a number of countries with the festival Epiphany at the end of the Christmas season. In other places, it's associated with the pre-Lenten celebrations of Mardi Gras and Carnival. Yes, indeed. It started out about 300 years ago as a dry French bread-type dough with sugar on top and a bean inside. Humble beginnings, but now it's a sweet, sugary, and iced Danish-type dough braided with cinnamon inside and a plastic doll underneath. King cakes are made of a cinnamon-filled dough in the shape of a hollow circle. They have a glazed topping sprinkled with colored sugar. Hundreds of thousands of king cakes are eaten in New Orleans during the carnival season. The small plastic baby is said to represent baby Jesus. The person who gets the piece of cake with the trinket, small plastic baby, has various privileges and obligations. Perhaps we will find out about those in just a moment. The king cake itself takes its name from the biblical three kings. In Catholic liturgical tradition, the Solemnity of Epiphany, commemorated on January 6th, celebrates the visit of the Magi to the Christ child. The Eve of the Epiphany, January 5th, is properly known, popularly and properly known as Twelfth Night, The season for king cake extends from the end of the 12 days of Christmas up until Mardi Gras, or Fat Tuesday, which is the day before the start of Lent. It's all very holy, you know. Some organizations or groups of friends may have king cake parties every week through the carnival season. In Portugal or France, whoever gets the king cake trinket is expected to buy the next cake for those get-togethers. It's a popular food item in Belgium, France, Quebec, and Switzerland, and Greece and Cyprus and Bulgaria and the U.S. In New Orleans, St. Louis, Mobile, Pensacola, and Galveston, and other towns in the Mississippi Gulf Coast. It's believed the festivities of a carnival were brought to Louisiana by the French-Canadian explorer Pierre Lemoyne d'Iberville. I hope I said that correctly. He led an expedition on behalf of the French crown, he set up camp along the Mississippi River in 1699 on March 2nd. It just so happened the next day was Mardi Gras, so began its celebration. The king cake has been thought to have been brought to New Orleans from France in 1870. It's traditional to bake the king cake in honor of those three kings we were talking about. The official colors of Mardi Gras appear in glaze on the king cake. Purple for justice, green for faith, and gold for for power. 
These are very important to know about the king cake. Traditionally, the king cake baby, the little plastic baby inside the king cake, symbolizes luck and prosperity, whoever finds it. In some traditions, the finder of the baby is designated king or queen for the evening, and that person is also responsible for purchasing next year's king cake or for throwing next year's Mardi Gras party, which is a rather larger responsibility, wouldn't you say? There's a whole song about cake walking into town, king cakes, cake walking. We're going to get into all that shortly. This is Taj Mahal. I had the blues so bad one time. It put my face in a permanent frown. Now I'm feeling so much better I can cakewalk in the town I woke up this morning feeling so good You know I lay back down again Throw your big leg over me mama I might not feel this good again My baby Oh, my baby, I love the way she walk. When the girl gets sleepy, I love the way she baby talk. Now I work, done got scarce, honey, all. And work, it no got hard. I spend my whole day stealing chicken, mama from the rich folks' yard. So much better I can cakewalk in the town I want to go on a picnic in the country, mama, all And stay all day I don't care if I don't do nothing Just wipe my time away You know I'm feeling so much better I can cakewalk in a town That's funny, I am feeling so much better. Thank you, Taj Mahal. That is Cakewalk into Town. Taj Mahal's a good one there. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture. 642, and that means Arwolf and Face the Music is coming up at 7, and it will not be so long away to celebrate the wonderful music coming up at 7 on Face the Music every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bop, also wonderful music. Well, it's just lots of wonderful music on WCBN, you know, and WCBN.org, not to mention. So what is this cakewalk thing? It's a part of American history. Inevitably, there's a part of American history that was... Not good, perhaps cruel, definitely cruel to people, and yet somehow something 
that was created and morphed into something positive. American history is something else, isn't it? Says Wikipedia, the cakewalk was a dance developed from the prize walks held in the late 19th century, generally at get-togethers on slave plantations in the southern U.S. Alternative names for the original form of the dance were chalk line walk and the walk around. At the conclusion of a performance of the original form of the dance in an exhibit at the 1876 Centennial Exhibition Exposition in Philadelphia, an enormous cake was awarded to the winning couple. Thereafter, it was performed in minstrel minstrel shows exclusively by men until the 1890s. The inclusion of women in the cast made possible all sorts of improvisations in the walk, and the original was soon changed into a grotesque dance, which became very popular across the country. In the 1981 article, The Cake Walk, A Study in Stereotype and Reality, Brooke Baldwin cites an almost exhaustive compilation of those accounts which have been found so far. The compilation consists of eyewitness accounts by ex-slaves from Virginia and Georgia recorded by WPA researchers in the 1930s, along with second-hand accounts from other sources. Baldwin notes that when the researchers of the Federal Writers Project of the WPA interviewed aged ex-slaves in the 1930s, there was no longer any need to suppress information about the happier moments of slave life. This is all from Wikipedia And again, a cruel past in American history. People finding joy in the most difficult of situations. And cakewalks exist to this day and make us think about many, many things. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. We're going to look ahead to various American traditions and New Orleans traditions in the next few weeks, including this, the beginning of the carnival season that started with the King Cake and the cake walk, and so many other things we're going to hear about. In the meantime, we've been going with a somewhat French connection, so to speak, in New Orleans. Let's go straight to France right now with something that will perhaps warm us up just a little bit. This is sort of a perennial song that I play on Pandora's Lunchbox. This is the DeMarco Sisters, and this is, they're going to let you know in no uncertain terms, that this song is called Bouillabaisse. Throw a big fat clam in, a lean sardine and some sockeye 
lemon. Uh-huh. Take the juice from a fifth of wine. Mm. Mix it all together till it tastes real fine. You got it. Boon your base, boon, boon your base. The finest food you ever fed your face. Now, if you want to cook it with expedience, here's a couple of added ingredients. Throw in the legs of a frog or two with an onion and a grunion and you let it stew. Moist an oyster and I'll tell you what. Throw in some shrimp and some halibut. Add a box of locks and some real mad shad. About a pound of flounder jack. That ain't bad. Then you grab any old thing from the bar. You mix it all up with some caviar. You got food, you Thank you to the DeMarco sisters for kicking off the new year with Bullia Base. It's 6.48 p.m. Barwolf has entered the building, and he will present us with Face the Music at 7, and I'm always looking forward to that show. Keep on listening and listening and listening. Some food-related Michigan music news, because food in Michigan and music, well, you know, they taste pretty good together. The Secret Friends Fest is coming up at the Loving Touch in Ferndale this weekend. It's going to be this very Friday and Saturday. One of the performers, one of the groups, is going to be the Junk Food Junkies. You can understand how that got my attention because this is a show about food and all things highly important. Says the blogger who put up this page, the name kind of says it all, and how can I not be enamored with a band that laces quirky lyrics about food throughout their music? Not to mention that this group of talented ladies knows how to to do garage rock that keeps you hungry for more. Hungry, yeah. Mostly their music is fun, and it will bring a smile to your face, because who hasn't wanted to write a love song to pizza? Yes. Junk Food Junkies are going to take the stage at 9 p.m. as a part uh, 9 p.m. on Friday as a part of the Secret Friends Fest at the Loving Touch in Ferndale this weekend. Now, we were just listening to Boulia Bass talking about fish, and we were also talking about king cake babies. Well, let's go back to babies for a second. And some uh, this, this is your latest news on contraband baby formula. This is from the Associated Press out of Salt Lake City. The recent arrests of three people accused of stealing thousands of dollars in baby formula in Utah is just the latest example of a problem that's dogged U.S. stores and law enforcement for years. Who knew? Logan police say last month they confiscated 422 cans of formula that was stolen from stores in that city and three others in northern Utah. The high price and broad demand of baby formula make it attractive for thieves who sell it at flea markets and online. A basic can of the powder starts at about $20 for roughly 20 ounces, and special or prescription blends can cost three times that. Grocers, retailers, and police have been working to combat the issue of stolen baby formula 
for about 15 years. They say millions of dollars worth of formula has been stolen over that time. Why have they not done the movie, The Baby Formula Heist? I'm waiting for it. No, raising it could be a sequel to Raising Arizona. There are possibilities here. But just keeping you up to date on some of the most important things happening in Utah, here on Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food in Michigan. Meanwhile, speaking of fish, there's a report from the University of Michigan which finds that Asian carp could cause some Lake Erie fish to decline, but others to increase. Says here, if they successfully invade Lake Erie, these giant, massive Asian carp could eventually account for about a third of the total weight of fish in Lake Erie and could cause declines in most fish species. That's including prized sport and commercial fish like walleye. That's according to a new computer modeling study. But most of the expected declines in Lake Erie will not be as extreme as some experts have predicted, according to the Food Web study by a U of M researcher. A few fish species, including smallmouth bass, would likely increase. The study is the first to use a food web model to examine the likely impacts of big head and silver carp in Lake Erie. These plankton-eating Asian carp are established in watersheds close to the Great Lakes, but not in the lakes themselves. But they're coming. They've come for our baby formula. The invasive carp would likely affect Lake Erie's food web in two main ways. They would likely compete with native fish by eating their food, and juvenile Asian carp would likely become food for fish eating fish. I'm going to read that sentence again because it's so rich. Juvenile Asian carp would likely become food for fish eating fish. Eating baby formula. According to the study, walleye, rainbow trout, gizzard shad, which is my favorite name for anything, gizzard shad, and emerald shiners could all decline, with declines in emerald shiner up to 37%. But smallmouth bass stood to gain the most, with increases of up to 16%. Asian carp. They're coming to the grocery store and they're looking for our baby formula. All he wants to do is fish. That's all he wants, the fishermen out there. And I think the replacements understand where he's coming from.
Thank you so much, The Replacements. All he wants to do is fish. And sometimes, isn't that just all we all want to do is fish and steal a baby formula? Excuse me. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike, not recommending nor endorsing such behavior. Aurel will help us to face the music in just a few short minutes. You know, there's time at the end to play what I thought I would play at the beginning of the show. So let's play it at the end. It's the song-eating song show for fish-eating fish. Here's Laura Lee. This great R&B singer had several R&B hits in the early 70s, including earlier we played Wedlock is a Padlock. Here is Crumbs Off the Table. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Keep on listening and never stop doing it. Keep me home, where you 
This is an important message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Protect yourself from frostbite. When outdoors, wear warm clothing such as hats, gloves, and jackets. Avoid staying outside unprotected for long periods. At the first signs of skin redness or pain, get out of the cold and protect any exposed skin. Watch for skin that has turned white or grayish and feels firm, waxy, or numb. Seek immediate medical attention if you have any of these symptoms. To learn more, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. It's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thank you, Mike, and welcome everyone to Face the Music, another historical core sample of your culture. This is all cultural detritus and legacies that have something or other to do with our existence right now at this very moment. I'd like to open with a couple of... Well, first I should explain that... um, Here, have a seat over on the other side of the console there. Thank you. I'd like to open uh, this show, which will cover a, a range of styles from Scott Joplin to Cecil Taylor, with a uh, with the very first song that Scott Joplin ever sold. This was back in 1895, and this is a waltz called Please Say You Will. It will lead directly into a two-step, which he published 10 years later in 1905, called Leola. So a couple of Scott Joplin numbers for you. Let's all take a deep breath. It's, uh, it's kind of... Crazy uh, first week of classes at U of M. Those of us who uh, work and thrive around here are all sort of looking pixelated. Maybe we need to just chill and uh, get back to 1895 together for a minute. 